Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. WrestleMP! Baby chaps. <laughs> Look, we bought a job lot in the nineties and we need to get rid of them. So this has been fuck off, right? this has been a very long sale approach. I'm launching a Patreon to buy our WWE beanie babies. <laughs> were, I just bought China ones. <laughs> this is also the period where the figures start getting uh, you know there's a lot of figures they really mm. merchandise the hell out of this right. you can buy so many t-shirts in the old days a wrestler would get a t-shirt maybe once every half a year if mm. they were hugely successful yeah. and they'd be things like Hulk Hogan's Hulk Rules you'd get that you know year after year yeah. after year at this point they are bringing out t-shirts practically every day mm. a- anything gets said or done they're just like you can have t-shirts you can have t-shirts do you, do you know how um, bad uh, Billy Graham must feel <laughs> superstar, superstar Billy, Billy Graham. Graham because he released his poster at a time where the merchandise uh, arm of the WWE probably wasn't where it was nope. and where it needed to be for that shit show I was absolutely years ahead of my time <laughs> baby years in, in that I was making bad business decisions <laughs> before any other wrestler I was a guinea pig for some of the stuff they take now <laughs> <laughs> well done superstar well done um, there's the Snickers Wrestlemania air blimp oh were, I didn't see it where um, did I what? Seth, I missed was, this. It was oh. outside the arena. Oh, right. Just floating up in the thing. Why they were obsessed with air blimps? Yeah. This is about five years in a row. After the air blimps. <laughs> you just don't see them anymore. You just don't. Yeah. Because they're not efficient and they no. don't work. I presume they're supposed to advertise. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, who's going to go? Hey, hey what's it need, for? What's it you... for? Oh, it's WrestleMania. No, no, I don't like wrestling. <laughs> We're just like we need to put a re- we need to put an advert where there's no like advertising hoarding up in the sky or up in the rafters of a building. Yeah. It's too high. It's lunatic. And it's also I think you know this is in the middle of LA and everything. You're not going to go out to where the Honda Arena is. Look up and go. Oh yeah, I might I might go there in a month's time. I think this is the last blimp. I hope it is because oh, I think they were wasting their money. Get rid of it. They must be somewhere though, as we've said. The, the you know WWE, where did the WWE blimps go? I did see a guy. I think I mentioned it a couple of episodes ago. But I saw a guy who said he owned the M&M uh, a blimp from <laughs> WrestleMania 15. <laughs> One of those pieces of, of, of tat that even I would sort of go, I don't quite think that's proper merchandise. Don't, yeah. don't know. Oh, um, my God. I mean, there is a, a, an inflatable blimp, I presume it's full size, mm. uh, available on eBay. Oh, there's some lovely stuff on eBay about wrestling. I won't. And Pee Wee Herman. Uh, good. Right I'm, <laughs> right, I'm done. I'm, I'm ending the podcast now. I'm going to read these. Um, <laughs> uh, we, we head to a toilet. 
<laughs> We're in a toilet with Al Snow. We are. Um, um, this is uh, the tag team of Head Cheese. Yeah. Uh, it really didn't catch on. And, no. and uh, bear in mind, in the Attitude Era, pretty much everything catches on, at mm. least for a brief while. Uh, <laughs> this is Al Snow and Steve Blackman, uh, and they take on Test and Albert, who are called T and A. Yeah. Uh, with Trish Stratus. Um, this whole Steve Blackman and Al Snow storyline is just going, Steve Blackman, you've got no personality. Yeah. And so let's give you a silly boy to hang out with. Yeah, and mm. there's, there is a thing in wrestling where you sort of, if you paint someone's shortcomings mm. as a gimmick, all it does is draw attention yeah. to those shortcomings. I, I'd be pissed off because he is a piece of meat, isn't he? He is, he is an absolute specimen. Absolutely. They do a thing about, oh, you're dangerous, but you're boring. Mm. Well, the problem is television, and wrestling is a television sort of, you know, spectacle. Mm. If you're told someone is boring, yeah. it's very difficult to go, oh, yeah, but they're deadly and dangerous. Mm. They're boring. That's yeah. all you remember. So they kill him with this gimmick, mm. really, you know. Um, Imagine, you know, turning up to work and they go, you, you, you've got no charisma, obviously, so we're going to have to make some changes around here. Mm. It is so, how, how you can go on and work when you've just got that hanging around your neck, I do not know. Um, talking of things hanging around people's necks, we get our first introduction to Trish Stratus here. Yes. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, one of the leading lights in the sort of evolution of women's wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, and all they are is a shot of her tits. Yeah, pretty much. Just walking towards. They yeah. cut, they absolutely... Yeah. This, this again, if you watch this WrestleMania, this is the moment where someone who doesn't like wrestling will enter the room. Yes, massively, so yeah. my wife came straight in at that point <laughs> and, and she went, what is this? And I was like, it's Trish Stratus. And, they, and she just went, why are they treating her like this? And the answer is because it was the Attitude Era and what could be more exciting than then, seeing beautiful Trish Stratus than by removing her head yeah. and not letting her do anything and just exposing her tits. Yeah. Awful. Uh, um, uh, weird round tits. <laughs> yes, they, they <laughs> are... Uh, Incredibly augmented. <laughs> Violently augmented. In fact, I mean, that, that closeness just makes them look strange. They, it makes them look like, yeah. It, 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 it's such a weird thing. I wouldn't do that in real life. I wouldn't sort of just go, oh, I'm going to get level with these and stare at them. <laughs> and so having that happen, you sort of go, oh, this is weird. This she is look, a position I don't normally get in. If we're going to get uh, physicality, she looks so adorable. She's oh, so little. she's lovely. She's, she's so lovely. Little. She was also one of these, 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 I mean, what she became, you would never never have guessed. Right. If you were in 2000 and watching this and you said, this is the woman who, if she isn't the person who revolutionises the entire way that women's wrestling in the US is is uh, 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 you know, perceived, mm. um, she is responsible for that with Lita. And Lita mm. is also hugely important, the two of them. Mm. You certainly wouldn't have said she will be the wrestler who all the women who are, are coming up to pretty much main eventing WrestleMania, if everything goes as it will, yeah. who they will say she is the big inspiration. You would not imagine that when you first see her on WWE pay-per-view and all you've got is her close-up of her tits. Yeah. That is a WrestleMania moment they do not mention. And and, and as she gets in the ring, um, another notable sign, uh, just the word slut. What's up? Trish, Trish, show me your T and A. Uh, You know what? The tag team are called TNA, Test yep. and Albert. Yep. The joke is already there. Yeah. Writing it and going, Trish, show me your... And I've just noticed the tag team also sounds like TNA. Yeah. Yeah, of course it does, you <laughs> fucking moron. Oh, I was I was angry. Trish is, is this... She was a wrestling fan uh, already. She was mm. a fitness model. And mm. she started doing, I think, some early streaming radio. Right. Talking about wrestling. Oh, okay. Um, and WWE essentially she got on their radar mm. and they brought her in and she was always there to be this you know at a time when there wasn't really women's wrestling she was there to be a, a glamorous valet mm. and they wanted her to be the new sable the difference was 
she was asked again and again and again to do Playboy mm. and she didn't want to mm. she she had her own thing and what happened with that is she began training to be a wrestler yeah. and she became a really really proficient wrestler she had limitations but that was also because there wasn't that much competition mm. so the people she was working with were usually they hadn't even as much experience as she had yeah. by the time she does become good she is actually having some really good matches and she's you know she's she's so important in the overall story this Wrestlemania coming up at the moment the plan is for it to be Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch right. as the main event mm. that is thrilling yeah. but a main event like that would never have happened if it hadn't been for Trish Stratus right. it's just thrilling to see her I, th- I think she's brilliant she's, yeah. she's one of those wrestlers who I have nothing but affection towards I think she's I'd always watch a Trish Stratus match she was so good at getting them over it's amazing to see how quickly she changes from this in 2000 to you know where she's got to at the end of 2002 mm. you know amazing amazing Very transformation um, how, the, what happened to Chester Cheesington <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that the original name given to Stone Cold Steve Austin um, this Chester Cheesington I mean, Chester Cheesington do you know what I, I don't think sorry Chester McCheeseton Chester sorry, oh, because, because the Scottish. muck is even funnier he's Scottish and he's a Mexican lad who's yeah, just yeah. In, a, in a cheese suit and they've cut the arse out as well yeah. Um, why, yeah, why have they cut the box out of his cheese costume oh, I don't cheese know it's a big slice of cheese yep so uh, the Al Snow sort of thing is that Al Snow is going to make uh, Blackman wear a sort of lump of cheese hat on his head so he's a cheese head and they're called head cheese because Al Snow has head and head cheese is the American name for like Like, blood sausage black pudding isn't it I think it's like um, uh, I think it's like it's it's like that jelly meat that you get you know like tinned Uh, meat that's like just lips and arseholes as my dad used to say Um, they should have called themselves lips and (laughs) arseholes (laughs) L and A Lips and arseholes versus the black shirts This is great booking <laughs> I'm going to draw the lips and arseholes Can't be worse than uh, Chester McCheeseton uh, But this, this, this whole thing is just I, I don't think you can actually see <laughs> a, a, a bit they've put together and thought this will work yeah. fail more thoroughly mm. in one moment And when, when they, they attack the cheese at the end yeah. uh, the crowd just boo and they're like what the fuck is this boo <laughs> leave the cheese alone yeah. and Al Snow you can see him doing it with gusto and he looks around and you can see him thinking this is fucking tanked uh, <laughs> you know and, it, and Al mate it had it, it had, had tanked yeah. um, Test and Albert here as well we talked about Test quite a lot in yes. the last Wrestlemania um, Albert uh, less so he was uh, called Prince Albert for a while it was the Attitude Era so it had to be something rude um, mm. he is young here he's wearing sunglasses and he's one of those guys who when he puts sunglasses on he looks like you know he just looks like a middle aged man who's <laughs> he looks like a middle aged sex tourist he has that look of the men that you see in like Thailand yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah. he's just got that look it's really unfortunate some people just cannot wear sunglasses and he's one of them <laughs> they've obviously made him wear them here <laughs> this is the match that Jim Ross says about them all te- two teams who couldn't get it on the tracks here and that's always a worry mm. when you hear that but that's not yeah exactly that's, that's, that's not helpful is it though and uh, you know and you've no. got and you've got what's happening outside the ring which is, you know, Chester McCheese isn't making a move on yeah. Trish Stratus because that's something I'm, I'm somehow caring about at 37 years old. This how my life's gone. This is, there's something oh, really... Oh, no. There's a, something a slice a... of cheese is trying to molest a woman. <laughs> and I'm watching it. This this is an interesting bit because almost this is like <laughs> the last vestige of this sort of thing. Right. Because uh, earlier in, in, in the year, <laughs> no, probably 1999, so the year before, Vince Russo, who took a lot of credit for the Attitude Era, who's mm. a writer, um, he was very much in charge of making it into a more adult program 
Instagram. Uh, he brought in the sex, the sort of big storylines. Right. And... Uh, some of the wilder characters. And he, by this point, had left for WCW. And so what they do in this WrestleMania, you do have a bit of a shift where they've stopped doing all these convoluted, strange, you know, storyline-heavy things, you know, the Undertaker's ministries and this, that, other. Yeah. And they've got back to the wrestling a bit. And it's quite funny that the one bit they do here, which is a bit like the Attitude Era, it just tanks. <laughs> it tanks. Uh, Vince Russo is over in WCW, absolutely destroying it with stupid storyline, sexual stuff, and it's just appalling. Mm. What you get here here is the birth really of the modern era so you've you've gone from being this sudden you know pg-13 thing where everyone's saying suck it and giving the finger <laughs> and you know drinking beer you go into a thing where you go okay well now it's more about a bit of that but also a bit more what it's like in the ring yeah so you're beginning to see a sort of change nothing makes that clearer than the match that comes up next which is the triangle ladder match this mm. for me is the, the the moment you've slipped from the attitude era into, for want of a better word, the modern era. Yes. What they'd slightly call, I suppose, the ruthless aggression era. Right. Um, even that, that comes a little bit later, but it's between the two. This this bit doesn't really have a name mm. <laughs> in the eras of wrestling. Yeah. Um, but it's a fascinating bit. And I think really what it could be called is it could be called the TLC era. And this is not a TLC match, but it's basically a TLC match. Yeah. Very confusing. Um, <laughs> this is the Dudleys versus the Hardy Boys versus Edge and Christian. And the three teams had been brought together. What's really noticeable about this is none of these men have been in WrestleMania before. Right. Edge and Christian, they made a brief appearance in the Hell in the Cell at the last WrestleMania, but they didn't wrestle. Yeah. And these are people who have grown up watching the WWF since they were children. Oh, yeah, because I think you said that Edge was at one of the... Um... Edge was at WrestleMania 6. Yeah. The Hardy Boys had, had um, been you know huge fans, but they'd been enhancement talent back in the 90s. Mm. I mean, they'd been around well, for a long time. Well, I guess, like, I guess the, the it's just quite nice to sort of see... Because the Hardy Boys have a very different physicality. Like, Jeff Hardy, um, you know, seeing him sort of like at the top of the top of the. Um, I think the best, my favourite part of this match is where he just jumps off a ladder, yeah, through the chair. It's just fan- fantastic. But they, they're a different physicality. They're smaller. They're more agile. They're just more exciting from what we've seen before. The, the Hardy Brothers are the most important two wrestlers at this period mm. to change what's happening. Mm. The most important one is Jeff Hardy. Right. There's a there's a real shame between the two of them. Jeff Hardy was always seen as the one who just had this innate ability and took it a bit for granted. Yeah. So he he wasn't as into wrestling as his brother Matt. Mm. But Matt lacked something of the magic that Jeff could do. Yeah. Unfair, really, that Matt wanted essentially to be the wrestler that Jeff was, mm. and Jeff couldn't give a monkey's what kind of wrestler. It's very he was. much like um, Phil and Gary Neville. <laughs> yes. Phil had an inert talent that he, some might say, wasted. Yeah. Uh, but um, uh, the other one, Gary, he very much impressed his father, Neville Neville. Yeah. <laughs> was a weird name. Uh, with uh, being uh, just working harder than everyone else because he wanted it. He yeah. just wanted. Yeah. It. And, and you know, you can see that. And he didn't look like a man who went to Camden and discovered Cyberdog like the. <laughs> yeah. like the, like the Hardy boys. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I, I do say that Jeff Hardy is so important, and and really, there are t- there are so many reasons why he is. One, he's he's the first young wrestler. Right. All wrestlers are middle-aged men. <laughs> yes. And Jeff Hardy comes along and he looks about 20. <laughs> and if you're a younger fan, you watch him and you have more of a connection with him mm. than you do with Stone Cold or yeah. The Rock. Well, it's like seeing... A, yeah, exactly. And also, and, and, and they're smaller and yeah. they, they look more like humans. He looked and, cool. Yeah. Mm. He was he was really handsome. I think... And, and this is this is absurd and stupid, but mm. for me, he's a bit like Bowie in that he... <laughs> Come on now, no, get out. Come no, on, I will get this. you that. Right, I'm he didn't down. look like anyone who'd come before him. Mm. He had entirely his own style that he devised. 
no one has ever been particularly able to replicate what he was like. He did it at a time when the industry was very different and he just stuck out and he never changed the way that he did it. Mm. He he wrestled essentially like someone from the future. That That's what's really odd about him. Mm. And he just seemed to exist within his own parameters. I, I, I know it sounds stupid and weird, but... It's almost like if he was going up against The Undertaker, he was still... He wasn't changing to fight The Undertaker. Yeah. He would still be 100% Jeff Hardy. Right. And it would be the same as if he fought Takamichinoku. Mm. It's so odd to explain. Uh, there's something about him. His personal magnetism mm. at this period is off the scale. I think he's so important. He's so important. He's also one of the first small people of this era to get over. Right. And you look at him now... And he is three inches taller than everybody else. He is huge. <laughs> but this time he was perceived as being a small guy. Mm. And small guys never got over. You could say, well, Dynamite Kid, you know, he, he was small. But he was also jacked. Mm. And Jeff Hardy looked a little bit like a sort of... He looks like the sort of prince in a manga. You <laughs> yeah. know, he's sort of long and he flowing. Was, yeah, yeah. And they gave him a lot of freedom to do the things that he wanted to do. Mm. Um, he also, really, because of his style a lot of people got into backyard wrestling as a result because right. you could do what he did, these graceful dives and things. If you were on a trampoline, you could be like the Hardys. Yeah. And I think the whole generation grew up wanting to be like Jeff Hardy. Mm. I think he's so influential. And again, it's underrated how influential he was. In a match like this, he is the person you watch the whole way through. Well, he does the... Um, uh, when we were about to record the podcast, you were stood outside and you had like a kind of dark cloak on. Dark cloak, a <laughs> coat. <laughs> I've mean, gone say, through some stuff since you've had a baby. You started wearing clothes. It's literally like a padded jacket. jacket. That's all it is. It's but not you a had, cloak. But you had a cream. <laughs> but you have got a cream hoodie on. I am. And you had the hood up, and it reminded me of Assassin's Creed. You look like LeBlanc <laughs> Enzo or his fucking name is in Assassin's Creed. But he, when he's on top of the perch and he sort of falls, he does a, effectively a Jeff Hardy. I don't know what you call him. The the movie does a, a swanton. Like, a swanton. He does a swanton into a hair bell and that's you know I, and watching that I was like oh it's Jeff Hardy's move he, he, had, a, he, had, a, he had a fluidity it was mm. so lovely Jeff he's lovely to watch wrestle mm. and he's unique I think, I think if you show people who have never watched wrestling before and this happened with two people that we know one was my wife and the other is our friend Alex right, okay, and yeah. both of them had seen wrestling and both of them went the one I like the most is Jeff Hardy yeah. out of everyone and this yeah, was yeah. a different era as they saw it and there's something about him which is just I don't know it's like bona fide there's something about him that you just go he's taking this entirely seriously I find it fascinating to watch back because he had such I mean there are, there are some bad years for Jeff Hardy you know he has struggles with uh, poisonal demons mm. uh, including a, a, a very famous TNA match where he he basically turns up to the ring totally off his face oh wow and he is they call an audible in a match against Sting in TNA where Sting pins him immediately and Sting is furious and Jeff Hardy is just again only in wrestling would you see someone who is so far out of it um, and it just be a, something just you can then buy on DVD <laughs> very odd um, but, but Hardy is so good I mean you can see how sort of important he is in that if you go onto Literotica <laughs> I would oh, say no. probably about an eighth of the stories are oh, about, about Jeff, Jeff Hardy. Hardy really yeah ah. Ty Jord here says, My thanks to everyone who read Chapter 1 and took time to vote. The results were encouraging 
and they suggested there was enough of an audience for me to continue this story. Uh, there were 11 likes. Needless to say, 11. I do not own the rights to these characters. This is a not-for-profit piece of fan fiction and is solely the product of my imagination. Uh, they are not going to be chasing you for this. Jeff had no idea how much time had passed. His girlfriend, Trish Stratus, had left him hanging upside down from the ceiling in the basement of his own home. His body, severely bound in various rubber and leather restraints, was aching for release as he dangled helplessly. Head pounding from the rush of blood to his head, the boy could only swallow the seemingly endless flow of water that made its way through the tube in the gag. The water was having an effect on him, as well as his rapidly filling bladder brought on an incredible need to urinate. (laughs) Unfortunately, the (laughs) trap... Unfortunately, the catheter Trish Stratus had inserted into his penis prevented any chance of relief. To make matters worse, Jeff's stomach had begun rambling. (laughs) Rambling. Uh, I looked up at you there and I said the word ramble. Um, Uh, To make matters worse, Jeff's stomach had begun rumbling some time ago and now the boy was beginning to feel as though a bowel movement was imminent. Totally defeated in his attempt to prove his extreme nature, Jeff hoped that Trish Stratus would return soon to release him. Better calm down, baby. With all that water you've been drinking, you might rupture something and we wouldn't want that to happen. Trish moved to stand next to Lita as they both surveyed their helpless plaything. <laughs> Carries on and on and on. Unfortunately, no matter how hard he tried, no urine would flow out of the clamped tube that Trish Stratus had inserted deep into his penis. Oh, okay. so he'd clamped it. He needs to make clear that the catheter, that because catheters are used to expel urea and uh, wee-wee, and you can't have that, you can't, you need to make clear that you clamped This goes on and on. This is page upon page. I'm sure I speak for everyone who's listening right now. Um, Does he ever piss everywhere? Uh, Do you know what? Do you know what? I I, I started going through it and I was like, this is probably too extreme to really put on a podcast. I just don't want someone to sort of go, oh, we are actually prosecuting you for obscenity. (laughs) Um, You know, it's very clear. But I mean, a six-year-old, of course they can download a podcast. (laughs) Um, What were you thinking? So I I thought we'd get that one. Uh, There is, there's another one I read, which is lovely Lita. Lita is the other person you see a lot about. There are quite a lot about Sasha Banks as well. Um, (laughs) This is from Lovely Lita by TMS414. Can you tell if TMS414 is a bloke who's never had sex? (laughs) They've just finished double-teaming Lita. Okay. We all took a moment to catch our breath and Lita suggested we all get into the shower to get the sweat off and so she could clean herself out. Not that she was worried... Out. <laughs> Not that she was worried about getting pregnant. She didn't want her career to be put on hold because of a baby, so she was on the pill. <laughs> what Sexy. A, what a dreadful bit of erotica. I, I was finding this very erotic, but then I became concerned she may become pregnant. <laughs> um, the, the, the idea of, the, of this match had really come from... There was a match between Edge and Christian and uh, the Hardy Boys at an event called No Mercy 1999. Right. And at the time, it had been organised by Terry, uh, the valet, and they called it the Terry Invitational Tournament, so it could spell out the word tit. tit. Yeah. And they tit. had a ladder match that was so well-received and so well-wrestled that they got a standing ovation. And mm. that made the WWE really sit up and go, hang on, what have we got here? Mm. This WrestleMania, they bring in the Dudleys in this. And what's really noticeable about this is... All of these teams you see 
signs in support of them. Yes. Because people care about them. Mm. They don't come in with loads of gimmicks. They're not fighting over a fucking hat. You know, they're just doing a thing where they're going, <laughs> who is the best? And all of them come out and they are determined to steal the show. The Dudleys have had a lot of success in ECW, but I think what the Dudleys really notice is that everyone from ECW has not been able to parlay that success. Yes. And they are one of the few people who managed to come out from ECW and then have a stellar career. And they would not have had the stellar career had the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian not been there, but vice versa. They all work so hard together and they they usher in a new era. Mm. They are really, really watchable. This, at the time, again, in front of this dead crowd, the crowd aren't really into it. Mm. By the time we get to SummerSlam, which would have been in August, and this is April, they have the first TLC match. This is a TLC in all but name. They don't really use chairs. Right. They use tables because the Dudleys always had tables as part of their act. But the TLC match in SummerSlam 2000, boom, we've kicked off the new era. Yeah. It's a phenomenal match. The TLC matches in the early days, remarkable. They had lots of tag teams taking part in them. Some of them took place on Raw, others on other pay-per-views. The first four, absolutely essential. The fifth one is the last really classic TLC of the sort of original era. Mm. But it's uh, Edge as a champion taking on Ric Flair in a TLC match on Raw. And it was one of Flair's real last great performances. Right. Um, I, I I love this this match. Of, of course, who couldn't? Mm. But it's it's just that thing of beginning to see, like we did in WrestleMania 10 with Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon in the first ladder match. You go, there's a sea change here, and these people have gone from being at a certain level to becoming some of the hottest stars in the industry. Yeah. And you can see it happen within the 20 minutes of this match. Well, th- this is definitely the best match on on the card. I think it, it is fair to say. And I, I actually got a weird kind of feeling in reverse. You know how like the Hardy Boys when they came back last year or the year before, yeah, it was? yeah. And the, doo, 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 the the music started up. When I heard that music, I was like, "Oh, I'm expecting a big pop!" Like I, yeah. I got a bit of a, "Oh, I know they're like exciting." Because yeah. last time I saw them, everyone was really excited that they arrived. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's really exciting <laughs> to see. Like you know, again, the the amount of years that have passed. Mm. This for me feels like yesterday. Mm. I know it's 2020 years ago. It's yeah. insane. It's mad. But you can see. I mean, all every one of the the people in this match went on to have a properly good career. Mm. Um, Edge, uh, his career was the shortest really of everyone's he, he had neck injuries and had to retire his last match was at a Wrestlemania um, but he had to retire early he put a lot of the wear and tear onto his neck down to this sort of TLC match yeah. they were just so physical oh, and just... so difficult what's surprising is that Jeff Hardy has still wrestling today he's mm. still in the WWE still you know performing at a very very high level in the card it seems incredible at the time people were saying he's going to be wrestling for two years and then he's in a wheelchair mm. and it's just amazing that he's managed to get through a career like the one he's had and remain completely, you know, in one piece. Yeah. Astonishing. Uh, um, and he uh, deserves it. I, I, honestly, I mean, I, the one thing I, I really want you to take away from this is that Jeff Hardy is as key a wrestler as anyone in the 2000s. I yeah. just think he's uh, he's not always a great performer, but when he is a great performer, he's just like nothing industry else. altering. Yeah. Properly exciting. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is Hulkamania? Well, Hulkamania is the newest thing, Johnny. It's the thing that is sweeping the country. I'm sure some of these guys over here might know about it. The Dudley Boys are in blue camouflage. Where yeah. Apparently, um, in the U.S. Navy, the, they don't want to wear it uh-huh. because the only thing it camouflages you against is that if you fall in the water. <laughs> it camouflages you against the water and you can never be found. Oh, that's great. Which I think is wonderful. Nobody, I think they call them blueberries or something. <laughs> Very weird. Um, um, some of the guys in this as well, Matt Hardy is now a producer at WWE. Mm. Putting it together, so is Devon Dudley. Um, he had a couple of sons as well who are training, and oh, hopefully whoa. one day we'll see those the, the little mini Devons. Oh. Um, and uh, and Edge and Christian, of course, are, are doing a uh, annoyingly successful wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> little bugger, but they are brilliant. Yeah, um, uh, actually, we missed that before <laughs> we went to that uh, match. Uh, Edge and Christian defeating the Dudley Boys. Just let you into the secret of what actually happened. Um, May Young and the little bit with the cat in, with the cat. Uh, so it's the cat, it's not just cat. Yeah, she's called the cat. <sighs> but it's so, spelled so they, so they, K-A-T. Yeah, so they do that joke where um, she's completely naked and yep. then cleverly placed props. Every time she turns around. Every time round. she turns around, something's yeah. in front of the boobs or the... <laughs> How many um, times do you think you had to go through that with Mae Young? <laughs> do you think Mae Young had any idea what she was supposed to be doing? No. And they'd, they'd be going, right, lift it up, Mae. And she would know, Mae, you've got to cover it's it high. higher. Well, bearing in mind... It, well, well, I'm lifting I, it up. I've seen that gag done a million times. We all have. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever seen it done so badly because <laughs> it's a pre wreck for obvious yeah. reasons and they still had to blur out her nipples at one point it's like, Did they? guys get it together get it run it again run it again just do different camera shots just, just cut yeah. right, Mae Young's got that bit right let's move on to the next the, one the cat Dreadful. is delightfully saucy she really is um, but just, the whole kind of cat thing is a dreadful dreadful gimmick we, I mean, we, she, we're going to get, get to her actually second, next yeah. because it is, the, it is the cat fight well it moves on to um, Mick Foley and Linda McMahon um, yeah the current administrator of the US Small Business Administration. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, she, yeah <sighs> she's uh, currently up to. It's actually two. Um, well, there's probably more than that, but uh, there's probably more uh, one than more than one uh, connection to uh, Donald Trump. Um, she's the administrator of Small Business Administration. Yeah. Uh, but. Um, the guy who is in the crowd at the start when um, Ice T's doing his thing, mm. and shouts like Los Angeles. Oh, Michael he, Clark Duncan. Yes, is that? he's in the he's in the green man. And 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 Ice T just thinks it's just a fucking fan. Yeah. totally Ice, cuts him dead. Yes, Ice T cuts him. Ice T's just like the fuck is that guy? Yeah. Like, well, you can only see him going, oh, fuck off. Mm. Um, and it's Michael Clark Duncan yeah, from, they, from the green man. And they ID him later. They ID him later. Yeah, yeah. Um, when he died, he was with Omarosa uh, Newman, mm-hmm. who was of course advisor to Donald Trump and wrote a book about him uh, in after coming out the White House. She released those tapes that were really, really... Uh, gotcha. So it's so... 
There's so much Donald Trump in this. Guy. It's weird, man. <laughs> weird. I, I, you know, we did a thing where I was sort of saying about like, you know, this is age ago. This is like a year ago. So yeah. it's not far from when we first started. Mm. But there's been a couple of big articles about how to understand Donald Trump, you have to understand his relationship yeah. with professional wrestling. <laughs> uh, guys, that was our idea. So please forward your fucking checks on to wrestle me. Oh, thanks. £20. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, 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 Mick Foley here is, is Mick Foley has retired right at this point okay and they've brought him back for one last and we'll explain why in the main event oh. but Mick in this when you first see him he looks I think he looks really good and mm. as he pulls out he suddenly looks really out of shape mm. and basically he he was he's lost a retirement match to Triple H in February in a hell in the cell right so he's done mm. and then really close to WrestleMania, they say, Mick, we want you to come back for one last match. Mm. And he is so out of the loop in this. Mm. He is he's he's not great at all in the in the main event. Mm. But in this interview alone, and he was so good at speaking, yeah. he is hesitant. He can't sort of focus. The, the lines are really, really weak. And at one point, he can't say the word can. <laughs> so he's got to say the phrase, fairy tales can come true. Mm. And he's just like so sort of unprepared that he goes, fairy tales can come true. Like that. Come. <laughs> can. Every, you can say can, Mick. <laughs> Linda in this says nothing. And she was mm. always notoriously bad on the mic. Yeah. Every time they give her a mic, it was stilted and it was awful. Yeah. Just the sort of person who should be a spokesperson in government. I mean, it just seems <laughs> insane. She is one of the... the oh, she was this important part of the dynamic. You had Vince being mad. You had the kids being sort of, you know, horrible. Right. But there was always the sense that Linda was the sensible one. So when you brought her out, it did make it all feel a bit more real mm. um, she uh, there's, a, there's some awful TV stuff where she's gone mute in a wheelchair and Vince McMahon's <laughs> getting off with Trish Stratus in front of her oh and God. there is that thing about that uh, that was a long running programme right and there is that thing where you go, and it's hilarious, and you can't do anything. You go, you do realise, though, the thing that you're saying is happening, like, in, in fantasy. You're doing in real life, because you're, you're, you're getting your off with Tristratus in front of your wife, and you she isn't that. saying anything. Oh, it's a great idea. Yeah, it's wonderful. Oh, it's a wonderful, wonderful. idea. And then, I'll do a puke. And, and, yeah, and then you've got to transfer me $60 at the end. <laughs> what? Why? Just rubbing that salt in my face. Um, we then go through to the, the cat fight between yes. Terry uh, and the cat. Um, this is the only one-on-one match in this WrestleMania. It's unbelievable. There's a lot here. The cat is the worst gimmick I've ever seen. I hate it. I hate her. Um, she might be wonderful, but I hate her. Um, Do you want to know a bit about her? Yeah, a little bit. So her name is Stacey Carter. <laughs> right. And she becomes involved in wrestling because uh, she She's met... lost a bet. She met Jerry Lawler, uh, oh, who no. becomes her husband no. at a charity softball game. Uh, <laughs> she met him two months before her 19th birthday. Um, oh, Jerry. She was attending Potter the game with her up. mother, who was dating uh, one of Lawler's friends. Uh, Lawler was married at the time, but claims when he initially met Stacey Carter, he considered an affair. Um, he writes well, about his book. Consider just going, it, yeah. she was that pretty. I really was thinking, yeah, I should probably have an affair with her. Um, uh, but Lawler then separated from his wife, and uh, she moved in with Stacey Carter. Mm-hmm. And he then got her different jobs. So I think she's working as a bank teller, and then he got her a job at a photography studio, and then mm. bankrolled a hair salon. And eventually, she becomes a diva, right? In the WWE, ah. um, she was famous for a incident that was the, if you like, the very 
very peak of both the Attitude Era and the WWF not quite understanding British culture. So they know about page three. Right, OK. If you talk to, like, you know, people who don't really know much about Britain, you'll, they'll go, oh, they've got terrible teeth. Mm, uh, bad food. Bad food. And they have page three, yeah. where the women have their tits out in every paper. Mm. And what they did at this pay-per-view in London was they did a bit where the cat ripped her top off and exposed her tits. Right. And what they thought was, well, for them, that's like normal. That's it's like, Europe, innit? It's that, dirty. Yeah, that's like gruel. For them, For them, you know, that's what they're used to. <laughs> they, they got some tits. But, of course, we weren't really. We were like, oh, Jesus no. Christ, there are kids watching. Yeah, what and, is this about? And it became, it's, it's the only I'd time. To be honest, I think uh, if you were going to, you know, I can't blame them. Because <laughs> kids can read page three just as much as anyone. Yeah, I don't think we've got page three anymore. No, I don't think we do. Well, maybe you still get Starbirds. I don't know. What's Starbirds? They were oh, in the Star. Oh, right, sorry, oh yeah, sorry, Lord <laughs> Donaldson. Is <laughs> <laughs> that like the Guardian crossword? Is <laughs> that like the mini crossword? The cryptic crossword? The, uh, the, the, the reality is she became the only person who did intentional nudity <laughs> right. in, in WWF history. Oh, Never happened else. again. And uh, wow. she was Jerry Lawler's wife. Anyway, she goes into this match she was never a wrestler mm. she was sort of pretty and fun mm. but they have this this i mean we'll get into the match in a sec she ends up divorcing jerry lawler and oh uh, why mark <laughs> <laughs> because pete she got over the age of 20 <laughs> and uh, she she basically what had happened was she was actually fired by the wwe i think they had problems with her attitude right and they fired her and jerry lawler felt he couldn't stay mm. so he left with her uh. and he was only able really to return on a point of principle where he was like you can't fire my wife and expect me to hang around mm. he returned I think he was gone for about a year right. uh, only returning after they divorced so um, <laughs> she went on actually I mean she got out of wrestling she became a sort of real estate sort of what, what do you call that person real yeah. estate person it seems to be where everybody ends up it does doesn't it I should, but I like the fact that she started it like she left the wrestling like 23 <laughs> yes, so yeah, weird yeah and, uh, she, but she ended up marrying um, another wrestler not a particularly well known one he mm. wrestles as Sin Bodhi but he was very very briefly in WWE uh, only sort of 10 years ago uh, as a, uh, a character called Kizani. Right. Um, a childhood friend of Edge and Christian. So Edge was the best man at the wedding of Stacey Carter to her new husband, Sin Bodhi. You can never escape wrestling. You can't. Um, Val Venus, what's wrong oh, with his voice? Oh, dear. Who is Val Venus? Have we seen him before? I have. Did we talk about him last time? We didn't, did we? Well, no, because it just seems like a shit recruit. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, he was a huge like star in the, in the Attitude Era. Mm. I made loads and loads loads of notes about Val Venus for last time right. and I can't believe we didn't do them <laughs> we but I don't think did. we did so, you know. um, in this he comes out wearing his t-shirt that says I am cocked Mark his, it's, it's a t-shirt that just says I'm what, cocked what, what font did they use Pete? Um, Dripping it's, spunk. It's written in cum. <laughs> it's written in cum, isn't it? But it makes it look like it makes it kind. Of, it infers that he's just that he jizzes on himself. Yeah, like, it does. I come every night. Yeah. What, so what's the joke he does? Uh, so I, I, the intro I fucking wrote word for word because right, okay. it's it's yeah. rank dreadful. Um, so he's got I am cocked on the back. It says locked and ready to unload. Right. You could buy that t-shirt. This isn't something he's just wearing. <laughs> that was available through like the magazine. You, Bring could, it back. you could buy that. Bring Imagine it back. Imagine the person wearing that. Imagine. Imagine the person. Is that like it doesn't matter whether you're not wrestling or not? Yeah, you've got to come 
it, font. It, it, it's clearly come from. Come typeface. Yeah, absolutely. Come on my typeface. <laughs> come sans. <laughs> come <Comic> sans. Comic <laughs> sans. <laughs> the, um, but I mean, wearing that, even like if you were Valvinus, you'd go, sorry, did you say they sold eight this month? <laughs> yeah, they did. Fucking hell, amazing. Oh, well, I, co- surprise. Color me surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um, his, his intro, he goes, the big Valbowski and WrestleMania have a lot in common. You know, we're both the single largest extravaganza of all time. It can't have been the best. No, opener. no. We'll both get your blood pumping, he says. And he sort of signals his groin and it's, mm. no, I don't want blood. That's no, weird. No. This is, and then he says, the only difference. So we have a lot in common. And he went, we're a large extravaganza and we'll, we'll get your blood pumping. Mm. Neither of those two things seem like the initial thought you'd have. Anyway. <laughs> the only difference is while WrestleMania only comes once a year... The big Valbowski comes every single night. <laughs> but you did the dot, dot, dot. You don't need to then give the joke, right? Uh, uh, comes every night. Um, Valvinus had... Come, 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 come. Valvinus was... Uh, he was a sort of... Uh, Boogie Nights ripoff. Uh, it was in yes. the in the oh, wake of that. I think you might have mentioned the Boogie Nights connection. He's Did, wearing like a kind of Newcastle United top round his front. Yeah, that's like, like, a, a, like a referee's, referee's uh, kind of top. Yeah, <laughs> like that sort of magpies. Um, <laughs> always makes me think of Sean Bean in When Saturday Comes. Uh, maybe I saw it in black and white. I don't know. Uh, and uh, the the you bastard Val Venus. Uh, he again a good career. Um, he uh, if we didn't talk about him, he is now a massive. Uh, he, he was a he owned a medical marijuana. Oh. Oh, yeah. uh, dispensary. We did. Called himself Captain Cannabis. Yes, yes, and yes, yes. We did mention Valvina. Obsessed with taxes. That's it, yes. I found out a little great fact the other day. I didn't know this, but right. IRS's father in law, who was a wrestler called Blackjack Mulligan, was jailed in the 90s because <laughs> he, had, he had, he had, it was tax, it was tax, and he paid his taxes with counterfeit money. Oh, God. <laughs> so he sent the counterfeit money into the tax office to settle this massive tax bill. Uh, both he and uh, his son, IRS's brother-in-law Kendall Wyndham were jailed I think for two years each (laughs) (laughs) good knowledge it turns out they knew they'd seen money before (laughs) (laughs) I was about to spend all night drawing them (laughs) Um, Moolah comes down uh, with Terry the first thing she does is she sort of tells Moolah off for shaking her ass at a load of men Mm -hmm. imagine that's the first time Moolah ever did that with a female wrestler (laughs) Um, uh, I'll do it for free do you know what no one knows what's happening with that story it doesn't seem to have gone anywhere no. but certainly those allegations have been levelled against Moolah and you have to respect the person who's making the allegations yes I think so and um, more than anything else it sounded like quite apart from anything else she was a bit of a shit oh yeah I don't quite think, apart I, from the I, uh, you I, know, the I don't things. think anyone is surprised if you wrestled from the 1960s mm. into the 1990s and were a woman lodged on her own mm. that you would be a hard boiled fucking bitch yep. great news um, good strong women and uh, apart from the <laughs> apart from the fact she was also an exploiter of women yeah, uh, uh, yeah terrible uh, many different reasons uh, I didn't have high hopes as much but I, but I guess don't bother two... with a star system rating on this one says JR see that's too behind, that's too like business for me look it's it's just a wrestling way of saying this is going to be the fucking pits <laughs> 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 and he's not wrong uh, well you see you do see two very old women jumping on each other you do and Mae Young is, is uh, again she slightly I mean I, I say she saves this she's really entertaining mm. but the the reality 
reality is nothing she does makes sense. No. So there's a bit where she's like getting off with Val Venus, which the crowd, again, it's one of the few things they actually go, yeah, this is great. That is exactly what we wanted to see. Uh, but she's distracting the referee when her own wrestler is doing well. Yeah. And then she sort of stops distracting him when it's, I mean, it's just, it doesn't make any sense in the, in the grand scheme of things. She then comes out, an 80-year-old woman does a Bronco Buster and stuff mm. like that. And that that is... Uh, you know, I, I just I love my young. Mm. I really love my young. I think she's great. This match itself is just horrible. That even when the cat gets in the ring, mm. the cameraman is just in the position to sort of go, you know, I, I won't just get it that you can see her, but I'll try and get right up her bum hole. And yeah. it's just, you know, oh fuck off. And horrible. then the tights come off. I can't remember why. That's Terry. Yeah, gets them ripped Terry off, doesn't it? Uh, I mean, it's just. Uh, it, uh, oh, it's would, Terry, would, isn't it? would we cry? If this match just got deleted, just got cut out, just, got, <laughs> just get rid of it. I don't. I, I, who? Who? I mean, you know, it's not even a case of going. You know, this is. Uh, you know, oh, sorry. So I'm sorry that your, your sexuality can't handle two beautiful women. Just doing. <laughs> no, it's so bad. It, it's wrestling, and you're sort of going. Oh, by the way, we also have the worst wrestling match ever is available, <laughs> and you can watch that. Will it make you like? You know what we do? No, 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 no. no it'll make you like. No, no, match. no. It will. Even if you love wrestling, you will go. Oh, I wish I hadn't seen that. Will it? Make Will it make you appreciate appreciate the other stuff that's good? Possibly. Possibly. It might do. Uh, A crowd at one point begin chanting, free the puppies, when Mae Young is uh, threatening to expose her her breasts. Oh, yes, that's right. Which was a a running thing. Um, Oh, what, she would always try and get her boobs out? uh, Yeah. I I mean, I can't remember really (laughs) how that started. (laughs) Sorry, I giggled. I genuinely (laughs) found that funny. Sorry, uh, just an old lady getting her boobs out. It is funny, because, I mean, that weirdly, actually, you know, actually strike that, because it is worth doing this, because it is... (laughs) empowering to Mae Young with the idea that she's 80 and she wants to expose her tits to a big audience Mm. and the audience who refuse to chant for anything chant for her to do it free the puppies is she um, in uh, is this before or after she gives birth to a hand I don't know I almost actually because I've had a baby recently I was thinking it would be a nice tribute to Mae Young if I gave birth to a hand (laughs) (laughs) I gave birth to two Um, and there were other things attached to it as well (laughs) but uh, I was thinking about that again and again that's a wrestling thing we all take for granted oh yes Mae Young gave birth to a hand and it was stupid and hilarious how 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 was that the best answer to whatever problem they found themselves in I'm still not sure what where it came from how it what what was the joke I don't I don't know it wasn't like it built to it where it was like I remember look so I do another podcast and I the day after Scylla Black died (laughs) I said hello uh, we had some kind of announcement we had to do. Uh-huh. And I said, hello, I'm Scylla Black, and the podcasting question uh, is not coming out today because of whatever reason. Uh-huh. Technical problems. So we, we had an announcement to make, and instead of saying, I'm Pete Donaldson from The Ramble, I said, hello, I'm Scylla Black, <laughs> from, the, from the... I've just given away the podcast is, uh, uh-huh. from The Ramble, uh, and uh, this is something, something... You need to be aware of something happening. Uh-huh. And uh, two out of the th- four people I work with went, people what the fuck is that mean what the fuck does that mean and I was like going I don't really know but I just think the idea of me saying that I was still a black and by explaining it made it way less funnier in my head and we just deleted it because it was just to make any sense and it wasn't it wasn't nasty. It wasn't funny. It wasn't anything. Yeah. But that, and so it I was, was just the Mark a, Henry hand thing. A just... sort of misfire <laughs> that you just sort of go, yeah. I mean, I mean, you're asking me to say why did we do it? I don't. I don't know. I the don't hand, know. Wasn't the hand even not even mixed race? No, it's just a plastic rubber hand. Uh, yeah. I mean, anything they, they decided up. to do must. It could have been so. You know, it couldn't have been as bad. <laughs> but 
but in a weird way, there's a nice thing about going, do you know what, mates? Fuck it. I, I, I just don't care. I haven't got a bloody clue. We what's didn't going know where here. we were going with this. No. We write it week to week. We couldn't find an out. You can have a big rubber hand. <laughs> oh, Marvellous well, uh, stuff. Yeah, what an uh, egregious way to end a podcast. Um, <laughs> if you want to get to us the show, it's uh, shortwrestlingpod.com. You can uh, check us out on Twitter. Mark is uh, diligently posting stuff all the time. He's very good at that kind of thing. Uh, at WrestleMePod. Uh, we'll be back next week with more um, WrestleMania. 2000, baby. 2000. Y2K. Y2 rubber hand. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.